Well, don't worry. Several banks have crashed. So, <laughs> because what is it like? They don't like they take your money and they spend your money, and uh, that's that's one reason for overdraft fees is because your money is essentially tied up in their investments. That's mm-hmm. that should be against the law. It should be. I mean, if you're using my money, at least I need to see something back in return. Well, right? here's the thing about that. That's why they have contracts you sign when you sign up for that bank. In that oh, contract, yeah, it right. says, we're going to use your money mm-hmm. for whatever reasons we want to use it for. It sh- <laughs> should be against the law because I'm not <laughs> reaping any benefits. Just the bank is. Well, that's what makes it makes it legal, though, because you're just like, oh, blindly sign this. It's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm not reading all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? I got the demo when I got the demo for uh, Resident Evil Four remake. I I just accepted everything, and I'm like, I really need to stop doing that. <laughs> so back in the day, there was one video game uh, uh, creator. I can never remember the name, but they put in the in that end user agreement that your soul belongs to them if you play that video game. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. I wish I could remember what who that was. Was it Valve? Uh, maybe. I don't remember, but I just remember that being a thing, and I'm like, that's so funny. Well, we can go ahead and get started on this since it's already 6.30. If you guys wanna. Show. I'm tired of these pimples on my forehead showing up randomly. I'm tired They're of your always, forehead. Yeah, me too. Well, it's not really a forehead. Oh, it's still a forehead, kind of, unless I get over here and then that. <laughs> oh, man. If the receding part counts, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's getting on out there. There's spots I'm up to like nine or ten. <laughs> Start putting two hands. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not getting too far. I mean. Oh, Lord. Tommy's is worse than us, Shane. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Paranormal Minds of JST. My name is Josh, and tonight I'm joined, as always, always, by my two best friends, Shane and Tommy. Hello. <laughs> so, tonight we got a little bit of a, I guess it's, it's the same story as we always talk about, but it's different in its own way. We're, we're going to talk about the Rough of Mirage. This is a house that is possibly a ghost all on its own. So the stories date back about 150 years or so. Um, this is a grand red brick house that shows up on a road between Bradford St. George and 
Ruffham Green in Suffolk, England. It is a Georgian-style house with elaborate gardens. So the first story that I come across was Robert Palfrey. This was 1860. It was a June evening, and Robert was out in his fields, and he felt a cold breeze come by, just surround him completely. Now, this is the middle of June. Um, I'm not sure how their seasons are over there compared to months. I didn't even look into that. I guess I should have, huh? I just assumed I'm from the United States. In June, it's like 10,000 degrees, so... (laughs) Uh, probably should have looked I, into that. <laughs> I think the northern hemisphere is the exact same as far as weather patterns or seasonal compared to the southern hemisphere. Okay. Yeah, probably because of the Earth's still. Because it, yeah. Okay. Because Australia in the wintertime is their summer. I got you. Yeah, I probably should have looked deeper into that. It just dawned on me when I read that sentence. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, so... A cold breeze, cold air surrounded him seemingly out of nowhere, and this house appeared again, a grand red brick mansion, elaborate gardens, iron fences, the whole nine yards. It's a whole estate, essentially, appears in front of him. The garden is in full summer bloom, so it's like it's been there forever. It quickly vanishes in a mist when he turns to tell somebody about it. It just disappears. 52 years later, his great-grandson, James Kobold, was traveling with the local butcher, and I I believe his friend, um, George Weifelt. Waylet. Why did I I say Weifelt? George uh, Waylet. They both heard what sounded like air rushing past them. And again, the cold air surrounded them. The horse that was pulling their cart bucked up in the air, throws George to the ground. James goes to help him and notices a grand red brick mansion, elaborate gardens, iron fences, everything. He bends down to grab George As he's coming up, a mist surrounds him and the house, and the house disappears. As soon as he notices the house disappearing, George stands up and he's like, this is the third time that I've seen this. He acts like it's no big deal. I guess I should have prefaced this by saying this is going to be a series of stories. But 1923, Ruth Wynn and her 10-year-old student were on a walk down a country a country road. Now, nowadays, if a teacher takes a student down a country road, they go into prison. That don't happen these days. So, they come up on a grand, not red brick mansion, but a green and yellow brick mansion, elaborate gardens, fences, everything, They keep walking, they go back to town, they ask about this house, and everyone in town is like, there's no house that's in the area that you were talking about. So we'll jump forward another 50 years to 1976. Sandra Hardwick was riding her bicycle. I think she was 14 years old. Midsummer, 
to a friend's house. She notices a house on her right that is, again, a grand red brick mansion. The only difference this time is it seemed to be very brightly lit. Like the sun was just shining on that house and that house alone. I don't think I don't think she came back to look at this one. I didn't write anything past that point. So she didn't I don't think she ever came back. I don't remember the rest of the story. Anyways, so we move forward nineteen ninety eight. Um a lady burst into a pub in the middle of Suffolk screaming, I've seen the ghostly house that everybody talks about. They just blow her off. Now, the last known um sighting, I guess you could say, of the house was two thousand seven. A couple spoke with the East Anglian Daily Times um, about a drive they had down um, Kings Hill, which was the was one of the roads, um, and they saw a grand red brick mansion, elaborate, you know, gardens and iron fences. So they were excited to stop and look at the house on the way back from where they were going. They get back to where they were, you know, they're coming their way back. There's no house there. It's gone. Um, and it was nowhere to be found. So, with all that being said, in the early 18th century, maps show a house, a large house, in that location. But my thing is, if the 18th century, the, the first the first sighting that we know of, 1860, I would think in the in the 18th century, which what 1700s, right? That's how it works. Um, that they would remember a large grand mansion like this on in their town or whatever, or there would be record of it or something to show that this house was there. But there's nothing other than it showing it on the maps. Um, the wild thing is researchers have found green and yellow bricks in that area. And the odd thing about the house, where the details are almost exactly the same, no matter who's telling the story, except for that one one-off um, person where it was green and yellow bricks, the location of the house seems to slightly vary along this one specific area, but slightly vary where it's going to be seen. But the description is always the same. Wanted to get your guys' takes on this house. Use guys. Units. What you think about my grand red brick mansion with elaborate gardens and iron fences? It sounds very nice. Right? Like, how did no one ever try to go in it? That was my thoughts. But I thought, well, maybe it was one of those things. Like, all the stories are, I saw it, I did something, I looked back, it was gone. So mm. maybe taking your eyes off of it was like, I get out of here, you know? I don't know. It's kind of similar, similar, similar. Yeah. The same thing as seeing a ghost. Uh, your central southern voice wouldn't let you say that. It, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's the same thing, uh, you know, where people have said, you know, they'll look up 
and there'll be someone there. They look away, they look back, and they're gone. But there's no way to exit a room or something, right? You know, um, so it it's very similar to it. What would make a whole house be a ghost? I've never heard of anything like that. I, well, I guess ghost trains. Oh, yeah, I've heard of mm. heard of those and ghost ships. Okay, so no, they're. But yeah, never a ghost house. Yeah, right. That was why I was like, yeah, I need to do this one. <laughs> I mean, but you think about it, like ghost trains and ghost houses, or not ghost houses, ghost trains and ghost ships. I mean, they're easily, they're they're easy to, you know, I would say debunk in a way, right? For people who just be like, no, that doesn't exist because, you know, how can you prove it? It's there and it's gone, but it's sailing. It's constantly moving, right? Mm-hmm. A house is... Not, you know, <laughs> it's quite stationary. <laughs> and the stories I've heard on, I've heard more on ghost trains, but uh, usually they're created because it, it wrecks and absolutely everybody on board died, right? right? So, yeah, I always took it as that massive swell of spiritual energy just kind of reconstituted the train as well, yeah, yeah. So, I guess that's possible in the house if some really messed up stuff went down in there and. There were, you know, 300 people that all died at the same time. Yeah. Could have been. It, it is weird that it's like every 50 years up until the 90s, yeah. you know, because what it was, you said 74? Well, between, um, between um, the great grandson and the teacher, it was like 12, 11 years. Something oh, like okay. That. Okay. And then between 76 and 98 is 22 years. So, um, but yeah, it, there is a span of time that is, and that, these are just stories that they know of. I would imagine that in between here, there are stories that aren't just like out there, you know, um, because it, I think I looked it up. I think uh, the population in the area isn't crazy. It was like 2,500 people or something. And in the seventies, it wasn't but like seven hundred. Mm. So, um, man, there may have been huge stretches of time. But speaking of, what if this is a like a house that is stuck between the worlds, kind of thing? Like, uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to say thinned veil, but. That's not really what I'm going for. Um, it's, it's there, but it's not there. Yeah, it's like the house is there in another reality or another realm. On I always forget the terminology. Um, but it's just kind of, it's in that specific, that perfect area where it's like, I can see you at specific, mm. maybe in specific times of the day or a lot of these stories are midsummer, June, July. Um, times. Um, I didn't write that in the notes, but that's what it was. I wonder if the heat has something to do with it. Like you said, maybe that's instead of mist, it's um, God, heat waves. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's. I think that's why it got coined the name the Ruffham Mirage because mm. it maybe that's why it shows. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it would be weird for it to be an. I don't know if it could actually be a mirage. Like, 
because normally a mirage deals with the little heat waves and <clears throat> you know you're essentially hallucinating from dehydration right so uh, I well, don't see people being dehydrated you can you can see mirages not dehydrated i've I've seen them you know and if the concrete is hot enough and you get those little waves and mm-hmm. it just manipulates whatever's behind it, you can get, you know, something similar. Yeah. It's not a, like what you're describing a right. full on mm. uh, delusional mirage, I'll say, but you can see something. Yeah. Uh, but for these people to just see something this clearly. Yeah. Uh, All the way down to the, the full bloomed flowers, like yeah. a <laughs> right. mirage, I think you would still right. see the heat waves. Kind of like in the movie yeah. The Mummy when they went to the the City of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. Just coming from a steamy dimension? <laughs> Could be. Could explain the mist. Uh, it's hot here. <laughs> <laughs> but what explains the cold air? Well, I mean, if it's using energy to manifest... Essentially, it would suck the heat from the area, right? It's like ghosts do, in a sense. When yeah, ghosts do anything, they you know people get cold chills. Right. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So I have a wild theory, um, as to what it could be. What if this is like a um cloaking device for aliens i was gonna i was thinking the exact same thing oh well <laughs> like they're using it to monitor us and... yeah like well it, maybe that's a landing spot like that's because here's the thing i have the website here as a matter of fact um i'll put it over here in the little chat box if it'll let me um the uh there have been a lot of UFO sightings in Suffolk and Norfolk, uh, like for a long time now. And um, there's some videos there on that website that you can look at. That It's a triangle, Shane. You got a triangle. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't uh, pilfer through the entire website, but... Um, uh, the the name of the website Tracy Munger, I think she I don't know if she's still active in it or not. You can tell that it was categorized on the left side there up until twenty eighteen, but um, or twenty nineteen. I don't remember which. <clears throat> but this is what got me to thinking that it's possibly aliens, and they use this house as a tactic to land or to get into their underground base possibly i didn't look into the terrain there but um you know you never know so it's like the uh chameleon circuit on a tardis (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so i think there was a tardis out there that disguised itself as a 40s diner nice so that that does make sense. I you know make light of it, but it does it does make sense because you land down, and even if you are just going underground and gone, you you want to be hidden. So that, I mean that makes sense. Yeah. So 
not too far from this area, and you guys may have heard of this. Um, do you know the Rendlesham Rendlesham? Rendlesham, Sam, Sham. I can't say it. Rendlesham Forest incident. Um, so in 1980, I'll just briefly summarize it. In 1980, um, we, the U.S., actually was using the Royal Air Force Base, um, Woodbridge or whatever it was. Um, and one night, a lot of Air Force personnel including um, Lieutenant Colonel Charles Halt, saw a bunch of uh, UFOs in the skies uh, around the Air Force base. And uh, they reported it. So, uh, again, that's what, these are part of what, the reason I'm really thinking this might be an alien cloaking device or cloaking thing is because of how active this area is with UFOs. And uh, there are three military bases right around the area. So, you know, kind of looks a little sus, as they say these days. That always seems to be the case. There's military bases right where there's alien sightings. So it it feels intentional, right? Yeah. Like, that makes mm. me really believe about the treaties that we have with outer extraterrestrials. Like, why is it always around military bases? Well, I mean, you look at it in the 1940s, you know, you actually had pilots in a special force called Foo Fighters, and their whole job was to chase UFOs. Yeah. I want that job. Right. How cool would that be? Nowadays, if you say, I want to be a Foo Fighter, people are going to be like, oh, you want to be in the band? <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, I'll take that job too. Uh, either one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've always wondered if it is uh if it is the alien thing. Well, I say I've always wondered. I've wondered since doing this if uh, why the house always pretty much looks the same, but it's always in a different location. Mm. So I mean is there more than one spot to land? I don't know, you know. Mm-hmm. Or is it a fucking ghost? It's a ghost house. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what it is, the planet slightly moved and the ghost was like, oh, it's supposed to be over there. And I can, yeah, gotta move. <laughs> Another 50, 50 years. years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I do like the idea of the ghost house a yeah. little more than the idea of the aliens because... I feel like the alien thing is a more, like I said, I thought about it too when you brought it up and I'm like, it sounds like an alien cloaking device. Yeah. But I like the mysticism. Mysticism. I think I said that right. Big word, small brain. Uh, Sounds good to me. (laughs) I like the idea of it. Like as if you just, one day somebody just goes up and knocks on the door and walks in and then it disappears with them in it. And then where do they go? Oh, wow, yeah. There's a book idea right there. <laughs> Got a million of them. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me pitch a third theory then. What okay. about a, uh, a rip in time? Yeah. So this, this house was there. You said there was one in the 1800s or there, there was some house there. <clears throat> yeah, in the 18th centuries. Yeah, it was shown on the maps. 
or 18th century. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe something happened there and it just like got sucked into time and that's why it randomly comes back. Uh, that doesn't explain the slightly off location though, does it? Mm. Maybe. Again, it, like I said, what if if it is a time thing, what if well, then I don't know if if like time flows relative to the spin of the earth like like what if the earth did move just a little bit out of place and it was cuz you know we don't we're not on a perfect axis and we're not on a mm. perfect rotation around the sun. Everything is right. elliptical. So yeah, nothing's constant. I mean, what I think they said that earthquake to hit Japan in um what was that 2011? Was that it? I can't remember. The tsunami? Yeah. That happened? Yeah. I yeah, the so. earthquakes that happened, it was like a 9.5 or something. It was big, and it was enough it tilted the earth axis by like point zero 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 two degrees, and it hmm. affected some stuff. So, yeah. Well, and that's a, something we've never thought about with time travel. Yeah, I didn't so, until you said something. I was like, ah. <laughs> Tommy, you're going to jump in the past and come back. The earth sifted just enough for you to come back with your hand like in the oven or something. Oh, oh man. man <laughs> He's like half stuck in a tree. <laughs> it's like a Avengers Endgame when you snapped them back. <laughs> Built a house there on top of somebody. And just... Oh, that would suck. <laughs> I do like the time, the time slip thing. I had, wrote, I had written time slip down, but I was like, I don't know if how I feel about that one. But I like it now that we talked about it like that. <laughs> and I like the uh, the uh, the ghost ideas because if it is a ghost, that would explain the cold air. It would explain the ability to be in one place and, and move. And So it really just begs the question, what made it a ghost house? Like Shane said, you know, you hear about the trains. So Yeah. And ghost ships are similarly... The same as the trains, you know, except they're cursed. They either did something or something else or some bad luck sank. Everybody died, and now they have to sell the seas. You know, realistically, that could be the same thing with the house. It says that somebody did somebody wrong, and they're like, I will curse this house for your entire family's whatever, you know? I mean, and not to sound weird, but, you know, in... That part of Europe, well, most of Europe, actually, especially in that part, you had a lot of dealing with, like, Druids and um, a lot of Wicca, Pagan-style uh, worship. Like, even Stonehenge is a mystery or mystery in of itself. Some people think it's a burial site, a sacrificial site, a calendar, stuff like that. I mean, who's to say that area is not an old worship ground? And oh, someone yeah. built a house there, and somehow, maybe they were playing around with the same style of, you know, magic, and boom. What was the movie? They the house disappeared. Was that Poltergeist? Because they were on a a native burial ground. Mm-hmm. Like towards the end, the house just. Yeah. Am I making that up? <laughs> No, I think I think that is what happened. I don't. Mm. I'll have to look. I haven't seen Poltergeist in so long. I just. Remember. I think in the I, I think in the new one it blows up, but. Oh. 
or crumbles or something but like that. Just just calling the similarity, you know, the built up energy there, you know, that that could be a thing. Mm-hmm. Like you were saying, Tommy. I'm comparing it to a movie, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. It it would be cool if it was caught on camera. Do you think it could be something that would be caught on camera? I mean, yeah, maybe. I I, I had thought about that too. Um, because if the last sighting was in 2007, camera phones were kind of new, um, and they may not been quite i'm not sure how available stuff was like that in 2007 i i didn't have a cell phone in 2007 i don't think Um, i I, my first cell phone i got in 2003 and it was the nokia i had a cell phone but it was like a like a little bit than the nokia yeah it it was I don't even know if it had a camera on it. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we talk about this. We've talked about it a few times, uh, especially with cryptids, um, not having pictures of it. And that was one thing that kind of, you know, was like, well, maybe this isn't a real thing because there is no photographic evidence of it. But the lady, um, the couple that... um, shit the couple that saw it on their trip and then wanted to see it again when they came back Mm -hmm. she later on um i think a couple years later or something saw a book in a library and was like oh yeah so she tells the same newspaper that if need be she can draw the mansion for them she can sketch the mansion for them because she remembers it so well. Um, and I take it she never drew it. I don't think so. I didn't dig really into it. Mm. Um, I could have. I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't. Uh, well. I got, I, to be honest with you, I got to doing the research and I got stuck on this. Uh, I, I really like this website that I sent you guys because I was digging all <laughs> I was digging all through the ones on the front page. I, dig through, I dug through a few of them, but I didn't dig all the way through the website. But... It was interesting. There's a lot of shit on there. It does. And I know we don't have much on that side of the world as far as our maps go, but I thought it was a a good thing, too, to kind of add to, maybe possibly add that area to uh, the maps, and we can start building that side of the world. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I was looking at the maps right now trying to find something. <laughs> I, I, I think the close we got was when we talked about Nessie. So. Yeah. And I think we've had a few conversations, um, you know, on that side of the world, but um, not nearly as many as we'd have we've had over here. Man, there's something called the Moat Cottage right next to it that literally has a moat around it. Did you what? see that? Uh-uh. What? And it's off of Moat Lane. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You gotta see this. But I was looking at the map, and uh, I noticed a square square uh, deal here. And I was like, what the hell is that? Now it's a moat. That is awesome. <laughs> moat Lane. 
That's cool as So hell. during the zombie apocalypse, they are going to be okay. And I guess, yeah, you, know, you just got to worry about a ghost house popping up, but... Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a cool thing to see. I think I would have to... If I'm walking, and I'd be like... <laughs> but do you... Logically speaking, if you're walking down the road, and you don't notice it appear, but it's there... Are you going to run up to it and be like, oh, I'm going in here? Yeah, that's a fair point. Because as spaced out as it was, not everyone's going to know the story. Right. And it might have been seen by a ton of people. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, it's a house, whatever. Normal house. Hmm. Yeah. You can't just run into houses because you think it might be weird. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'd be running into everybody's house. <laughs> For some reason, the first thing that popped in my head was you running in and snatching a bowl of SpaghettiOs from a kid. <laughs> I would. My damn SpaghettiOs. <laughs> Did I ever tell you uh, tell you guys about us breaking into that house in New Albany that was fully furnished? Like, this house had been abandoned for years, but it was fully furnished. And there was, like, a thin layer of dust all over everything, but everything was pristine. The clothes in the closet, the beds were made, the, I mean, everything. It was weird. Hmm. And I was the one, like, they were like, how are we going to get in this house? And I'm like, I'll take the window unit out of the window. (laughs) And I took it out of the window. I wonder what made them leave. I don't know. I don't know. But it was a fairly nice, I mean, a couple bedrooms, you know, just an average everyday house. Wasn't no grand mansion with elaborate gardens. (laughs) (laughs) And it definitely wasn't anything like what you guys found um, back then where y'all were doing the, like, back and forth, the Scooby-Doo thing through the doorways. Oh. Oh. (laughs) So, I mean... I'm just thinking, I'm trying to trying to make some correlation on the times. The shortest time was 12 years, right? Yeah. Um, it was 52 years uh, from 1860. Well, from 98 to 2007, that's about 11. Yeah, that's uh, no, only nine years. Oh, yeah, that would have been the shortest. Okay, so nine. What do you think made the uh, sighting slow down then? You know, I don't know. Um, was there war? I didn't even look. I guess I could have. Uh, if there was war or anything happening at that time, possibly. But, uh, you know, I really don't know. Um but supposedly, even back then, the U- again, the UFO sightings were there. I don't know, Shane. I've got no answer for you. I've got no answer. Maybe they figured out a better way to hide then. Oh, maybe. And yeah. they stopped using the house cloaking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense with cameras and stuff becoming more you know, available, you know, everybody has a camera in their pocket. So 
Yeah. Um, but that far back is if if go back to the eighteen sixties or even to the nineteen early nineteen hundreds. Um. Oh man, I just don't know. Let me see. Uh, what was that area? Suffolk, New England. Not New England. Let's see. Are you looking on at what was going on in the world or in that area? Yeah, I was just. Uh, I looked up war to see if um, there was anything around that time. Man, this is going all the way back to like eleven seventy three. Oh man, <laughs> dang! Ah, uh, there's Dunwich. If anybody knows of H.P. Lovecraft, you'll know about the Dunwich Wars. There was a Great Rebellion 200 years earlier. So I asked ChatGPT to explain. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. I mean, it gets a legit, you know. Um, So it's most most likely caused... um, Well, no, this doesn't make sense because you said June or July. So it said it's observed over cold surfaces and calm and clear days. And when the sun heats up the ground, the air near the surface gets warmer and less dense than the air above it. This causes light rays to bend as they pass through the different layers of air. I think I think she, I, I just gave the AI a gender. I think it's, um, I think it's just describing a mirage trying yeah. to explain it. That's what it sounds like to me. Which is weird that it got that name because none of the description was like, like a mirage description to me, you know, it was just like the house is there. And then some of the stories that went away and missed and some of the, it just went away. Maybe it has something to do with the mist and why it became a mirage. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's why. Plus, I don't, I don't know how hot um, it really gets in England. I don't think it, I think it can get up in the triple digits, but I don't know if it get that hot. Yeah. So I wonder why the one-off person saw the green and yellow bricks, and everybody else sees because they wanted to change it up because it was the seventies, man. (laughs) But the thing is, is like physically in the real world, there are green and yellow bricks Mm. of a house in that area. So it's like there once was an actual house in the area. And if something devastating did happen, like let's just say that that house was like an H.H. Holmes Holmes house. And, you know, he was in there turning the gas valves on, (laughs) you know. (laughs) He had a fire built down in the (laughs) basement. He was just, you know, suffocating everybody with carbon monoxide. Hmm. Um, I don't think they had the... (laughs) The ability to compress gases in the 1860s. I could be wrong, but I don't know. Um, or in the 1700s, because it was in the 18th century. Um, now, you you did mention that they found green and yellow bricks, right? Yeah. All right. So there's a form of color blindness. Uh. Deuter, Deuteronomaly, green weak, and it's the most common type of color blindness. Mm-hmm. 
And if you have this, you see yellow and green as red. Wow. So what are the odds that everyone that saw it was colorblind except the one person, and then them actually finding the green and yellow bricks backs that up? Oh, man. Shane done threw a wrench in everything. <laughs> Only Shane would be able to find that. That's wild. I didn't even think about that. But wow. yeah, I never would have thought about that. What am I talking about? It makes <laughs> sense now. You know. Yeah. Uh, and it makes sense as these stories being so spread apart. Because not mm-hmm. everybody's colorblind. So, again, though, if you see a house just on the street, you're not going to really think much of mm-hmm. it unless it appears right in front of you. <clears throat> but, I, yeah. Um, but what makes the... the the uh, was that the teacher? I think it was the teacher and her student. Yeah, the teacher and her student are the ones that saw the green and yellow. So it was two people. Um, what made them so different? And now that I think about it, only the grandfather and the fourteen-year-old were the ones that were by themselves when they saw it. Everybody else was a couple. There was two people. Hmm. Because the, even with the girls, the the teacher and the little girl, the or the ten year old, it doesn't specify gender. Um, they saw the house and it didn't disappear until they were gone. And I didn't put that together until right now. So what was special about them, and why could they see it? If those other people weren't colorblind, let's just say they weren't colorblind. Why would these people be unique and have the ability to possibly walk into this house? Because it stayed there. Maybe maybe they weren't special. Maybe there was some sort of glitch that happened and it was... Maybe, yeah, it's nothing to do with color blindness, but there's some sort of uh, part of the cloaking mechanism switches between this green and yellow to create the red and create the illusion. Yeah. They just happen to catch it at a malfunctioning, more natural state. And that's why it was there longer. Could be. Yeah. And it could make sense that maybe it was still there even when they came back, but it was a different color. You know. Yeah, and maybe they didn't realize it or something. Yeah, you know, they lost it in a sense, even though it was right there. Huh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that would make sense. Hmm. What what if it's something more terrifying than all of this? The house eats people? Do say. It's... It's Monster House. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, so let's say somebody was messing around with some stuff back in the, the 18th century. Yeah. And tore a tear in the dimensions, right? We, You know, Josh, you had mentioned earlier, you know, bleeding through through a different realm or mm-hmm. something. But what if the reason it's gone and back, and then the confusion of colors, because we see that with, like going into a different dimension, you know, different perception of colors. Yeah. What if this house has been falling through all the dimensions continuously? 
So that's why the shortest period of time is nine years. Let's say if you are falling at going through the dimensions that quick that you could be spotted here once every nine years. Let's say that's like 10 dimensions a second. Uh, so it's just going through. And since this is the place of origin, it kind of stalls for a second. But the reason that's horrifying, because imagine the person that's inside the house has been dealing with this. That would suck. <laughs> because I would think that the people, the person or, or people that were in there wouldn't age. Right, right. At all. Because essentially you would be moving faster than the speed of light, right? Mm, yeah. Oh, shit. So, yeah, an eternity of your house falling <laughs> oh. dimensions. And, no, you do age, but only for those that stall you get here. Oh, so seconds at a time, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that would be terrible. <laughs> just close all your blinds and just live a normal life. What do you do about food? You're just going to starve. Well, I guess you wouldn't have a need for it because if you're not aging, then you're no, your body is not metabolizing anything, so it's not using anything. So right. Technically, right. couldn't they go outside too? To their garden. The garden's there. They could go outside, mm. yeah. Yeah. So. That's fucking wild. <laughs> I like that theory. <laughs> would you try to jump out of your garden if that was you? Like, I don't care what dimension I land in. I'm tired of this. Oh, man. Then you forgot your socks. God. <laughs> you was outside barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> right, you saw your break. You go for it, man. Yeah. And then you jump over the fence and you're like, oh, I forgot my socks. Could you imagine, just think about it. If you're shifting through time that fast, would you see it? Because it would be like a movie. Uh, I guess you would see flickers of differences in everything, right? Like the tree wasn't quite in the right place or... But It'd be I, like an old school Nickelodeon. Yeah, but I bet it would be gorgeous to see, in my opinion. Yeah. That'd be pretty awesome to oh, see. Because yeah. you'd definitely see some, too, that were completely destroyed, all flames. Or, you know, yep. <clears throat> there'd be some utopias in there, too. Yeah. Mm. One time you come across a nudist beach, you know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a new thought. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, were nudist beaches a thing in the 1700s? Well, they did bathe well, together. so Or that was a thing, like commun uh, communal baths. Yeah, but a lot of times it was separated. Was it? In a way, too. Yeah. Depending on... Because, especially like in the 1700s, it probably would be separated. Just because, you know, Catholicism and, you know, all that. Religion played a big part. Uh -huh. So That and men thought that women were weak and worthless and should bathe on their own oh well, that's a weird way to think half the time i'm like hey baby you want to come in the shower <laughs> i think a lot of it though was for you know, keep people from raping women uh, probably so, <laughs> you'll have to bleep that one word out <laughs> yeah what women yeah <laughs> can't have that in this podcast <laughs> this podcast is for the men <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna have to cut that whole section out. <laughs> nah. 
<laughs> I left in that, I think the last episode, I was like, this podcast is for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess uh, if you guys want to, you want to try to get some final thoughts squeezed in here? Shane, do you want to go first or you want me to go? I want you both to go at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So it's all the theories combined. It's a ghost alien who crashed his cloaked ship onto Earth and then tore a tear into the dimensions. And now his ghost alien self is falling with his house cloaked spaceship through all the dimensions. Endlessly. I give you an applause on that one. I like it. I like it. I barely heard that applause. It sounded like you were just being like, "That's Google for you." It takes it out. It's all over my audacity, though. Oh. <laughs> uh, no, what you do is you go back and edit and put like crowd cheering with the applause. And oh yeah, I still have that. I should. Yeah. I want a whole stadium cheering. <laughs> <laughs> But no, uh, I am torn. I, I like the idea of ripping time and ripping dimensions, but that that just doesn't seem plausible. Uh, I think it does come down between the ghost house or the cloaked alien ship. I think it's more logical, it's easier to understand if it is the aliens and there's some sort of entry point and they're cloaking there. But there's still the the weirdness of it like why so spaced out if it was aliens why not since 2007 you know why the one green and yellow so there's there's questions that can't really tie a hundred percent to ghost or alien uh so i'm gonna throw a new i don't think i've landed on this before uh I do believe it's something paranormal of the paranormal world, and I do believe it happens because this is happening because of the stories. They're believable to me. So I think it's real, but I think it's something that we don't understand at this moment. Yeah. Does that that count? Can I do that? Like, I believe it's paranormal, but I don't know what kind of paranormal. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it counts, yeah. Yeah. And it, 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 you're right. It's hard to pinpoint. You're right. I, I'm gonna say I'm I'm, I'm kind of right there with you, Shane, because like you said, it does sound good for it to be like an alien cloaking device, and then it sounds good. Like I said, I love the mysticism of the ghost house. You know. Yeah. But then, it, like you said, why does it move? You know, yeah. not exactly in the same spot. And then why does it change color? It could be the color blindness or. Couldn't you know? I, I don't know. I'm right there with Shane. Like I believe it's paranormal, but what is it? Yeah, yeah. It is an odd one. Um. Yeah, I um. I think the only thing we didn't really um aim towards, and I think Tommy, maybe you said something about paganism, um, was the possibility of um demonic rituals being performed down in possibly the basement or in the ground somewhere. And uh, maybe they're shifting between, you know, the hills. Um, But no, I I think 
I don't know. I really like, I, I think I'm with both of y'all. I think I'm on the same thing. I, it's paranormal for sure. Paranormal. Um, I aim a lot towards the aliens because of how many sightings there are of UFOs, the air force bases being there. Um, the, I mean, Rendlesham forest being there and, and, you know, the 1980s and they seeing UFOs in the, I mean, you have us military saying, I saw UFOs. Mm. Um, so, but I, again, I, I think it's very much paranormal and I'm on the same page as you guys. I will say I am taking homework away from this one because that color blindness thing intrigues me. Yeah. Um, to see more what causes that. And, you know, that, that could be the tipping point to push it to aliens, that some sort of exposure to radiation or electromagnetic waves can cause it. Yeah, uh, definitely. I just don't have enough knowledge on it right now. So Yeah. Can't wait never to had, see. Never had homework <laughs> from this damn thing before. <laughs> <laughs> well, allow Professor Josh to give you some. No, just kidding. <laughs> You're the one that come up with the shit, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you like what you heard here tonight, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to uh, give us a follow and a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you use. We have a uh, shop on Etsy. Just Google our name. It's there. Um, we do have a YouTube channel. Just look it up. Same thing. Use our name. But with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you guys think. Mm-hmm.